All right, welcome everybody to Studio B. I am your host, Pastor NDH. Thank you for joining us here again. And no matter where you're watching us from, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, make sure you like, follow, and subscribe so that you don't miss anything that's going on on the set of Studio B. And also remember, wherever you access your podcast from, whatever platform that may be, you're also able to find Studio B on that same platform. So thank you for everybody who is uh, watching, who support, who subscribe, who comment. Man, we don't take that for granted. Thank you so very much, man, for your fellowship. We greatly do appreciate that. And so now here we are again on the set, and I got these two brothers to my left and to my right. Thank you, man. I appreciate that. I can hear that now in, in my beats. Appreciate that. Appreciate that. <clears throat> I feel like I'm in the studio, man. Turn up my headphones. Yeah. But, man, I got uh, Pastor Lawrence Scott. What's your middle name, Scott? Lee. Lee. Really? That's the cool yeah. part. That's why yeah. I made him cool. That's yeah. <laughs> my man right there. Mm-hmm. I got Pastor Scott, who is the lead pastor. See, I got to get used to saying lead pastor because yeah. I'm used to saying senior pastor. Yeah. Just say potentate. Uh, yeah, the potentate, yeah, bishop. Uh, uh, Dr. <laughs> Lawrence Scott yes, in the yes, house, uh, lead pastor of Harvest Point Church in Pearland area. That's right. Um, and then I also got right here James A. Lee. A is for Albert. Uh, he is the executive director of Bethel's Heavenly Hands uh, here at the Church of Bethel's Family Man. So, man, again, to my Curb Brothers Curb and to our Curb Brothers watching, Scotty Clark. Clark Booker. Clark Booker and Corey Fontenot. Corey There's another guy that, that uh, who kicked him out at the beginning. <laughs> Was that was that Lee? No, I, I was think, I wasn't I even at that Booker. meeting. Booker. I think yeah, that was Booker. Booker kicked uh, one we'll, of our we'll, curb. Nameless. Yeah, 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 yeah. He'll be nameless. nameless. Voldemort. <laughs> <laughs> he kicked him out the group before he got his feet settled in, man. But everybody, we had a uh, we had a very fruitful conversation, man, a couple of weeks ago. Now let me just kind of start off by saying that we just had this real hard freeze come through our city, man. Houston ain't built for that kind of stuff. Right. Um, but everybody kind of fared well on your side, Lee. Yes, sir. I mean, he from Philadelphia, so he used to cold weather. No, 31 and, and colder, years. colder weather nah, than what we had. 31 years, bro. I walked outside and said, Lord, have mercy. <laughs> Y'all do it. <laughs> yeah, we got to see some snow for the first time in a couple of years, man. So I'm glad that everybody came through on the good side. But man, on our last conversation, we talked about a lot. We went, I think we got to part 92 on that first uh, episode, man. And I, I just want to really appreciate you, bro. Brothers, man, because I enjoy having fruitful conversations with people that can are, and, and not to use your words, I was getting ready to say it. Then I caught myself. Yeah, thank you. I caught myself. I didn't say it, Lee. I didn't say it. But just having fruitful conversations with some brothers that I enjoy and some brothers that I respect. But man, today, we're going to go ahead and keep the conversation going like we do in Curve. Let's do it. And just kind of let the Lord kind of do what it needs to be done. All right. So kind of where you guys at right now, man? There's a lot going on. I'm going to let you guys kind of lead it, and then we'll see where it goes. Where you guys at? Yeah. Uh, for me, you know. <laughs> See how he did that? Yeah, he yeah, said, yeah. for me, yeah, uh, yeah, then he yeah. got situated. Yeah, situated. Yeah. So, so uh, that's a broad question. Yeah, I it think, is. I think for us, uh, me personally, I'm great. <laughs> Family's great. The church is in a great space. I think, um, you know, with the, that storm that came through last week, mm-hmm. it reminded us of how, no matter how much we think we have physically, mm-hmm. materially, mm-hmm. 
you can never fully have all your security with just the physical. Yeah, come on. Like you, you, you got the biggest house, you got all the acres, you still was in the dark. Yeah, and cold and no water. No water. Yeah. Got yeah. the got the security system with fifteen cameras, yeah, thirty two angles, on, no power. Power gone. Gone. So it just reminded us, bruh, if you just depending on the physical. It's good, but if that's all you have, you don't have true security. Man, you need to work that out, bro. You yeah, need, you need to work that out because that that was a slap in the face, bro. Thanks. You know, you sitting up in here and you walking around. You God's been good to you and all this other good stuff that we say, and it's all true. Mm. But man, it's fifty one degrees in the house. Come on, yeah. <laughs> Which, which, if you go outside and play in 51 degrees, it's not so it's bad. Right, right, right. But when you try to go to sleep in 51, 51 whole degrees, game. it's a whole yeah, game. Yeah, it's a whole nother game. So just depending on that physical aspect of life, which I think, you know, unfortunately, not maybe not unfortunately, but, you know, we kind of get caught up in that. Facts. You know, we provide for the family, pay the bills, make sure we do this, that, and the other. But if that's all you got, man, God had to show everybody, and I think it was just a move of God saying, mm-hmm. listen, reevaluate. That's right. Reevaluate, man, because I can get you at any time. That's right. So that's some good facts right there, man. That's yeah. some real good facts. Yeah. So we got through the winter storm and all that went on. Uh, but everybody, let's go ahead and address the. Let, let's go ahead and get into some 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 religion, mm. some uh, some talk about abortion. Mm. Look, well, before uh, y'all get in, there, let's, let me jump in. <laughs> let me just praise the Lord one time. <laughs> Before y'all one get going, time. yeah, one time before y'all get going, because one of the things that I, that I think, and just kind of to, to tie into what we were just what we were just talking about, is even through the pandemic and uh, through this winter storm during the pandemic, mm. one thing that I know, and we're going, it's going to come back full circle in this conversation as well. God is bringing us together as as family units, yeah, because here one of the one of the the, the the greatest moments that we had during this pandemic when the lights went out mm. and we only lost our lights for like 14 hours. So it wasn't so lo- so bad. You know, we didn't lose it for a long period of time. But I had my daughters, my grandkids, one of my nephews and my great nephews and, and his wife, they were there and we were sitting around the fireplace mm. and it was just a family time and we got to have us a, a good time with a fire yeah. and some family. Almost felt like pulling out my King James version. So y'all, let's, <laughs> yeah, let's, let's get this in. Let's get this work in. <laughs> let's get some scripture because you got to read King James by the fire and no lights. Yeah, 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 Without yeah, lights, yeah. you can't do ESV. That's yeah, too. Nah, you got to yeah. go King James. 16, yeah. 17 King yeah, James. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I just wanted to say that, man. I think that God is drawing us together mm. as a family, and then as we, you know, as we do what we do here in the community, God is drawing community and family back together, man, and letting us know that we have to depend on each other because it's a whole bunch of folks that, that say they're going to take care yeah, of us, yeah, yeah. then ain't going to take care yeah, of us. Yeah, facts, man. All right. Y'all now, ahead, you know, man. just a, just a uh, God bless my cousin. <laughs> I know you're watching right now, but I had a conversation with him because I called him and I said, man, how you doing over there? He's like, oh, cuz, man, I'm blessed, man. I'm blessed. God taking care of me, man. You know, the light's still on. Two hours later, that rolling black out here. <laughs> man. <laughs> Which I can't y'all take this. It's called a rolling blackout, bro. It's gonna get it's to your address. Yeah, 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 it's yeah, coming, yeah. <laughs> Yes, but man, so um, so a lot of stuff is still going on. Two thousand twenty-one. Mm. We've turned the page of a new year, but kind of seems like some of the same stuff is still plaguing us. So let's talk about like uh, pick up from where we left off yesterday, uh, last week, week before last, about race. Mm. 
the infusion of race, what it looks like for the black man, black culture, black existence. How do we operate in this world? What does that look like? And then let's kind of blend that into what is the church's response to all of that. Mm-hmm. And then we'll get into some other stuff. So what you guys uh, uh, finish up on what we talked about a couple weeks ago? Well, I'm going to tell you this today. Today, I'm, I'm total optimism. <laughs> I'm total. I said, I don't. I, y'all do whatever it is y'all want to do. I'm total optimism, and, and that's see, that's what gonna, CNN will do for you. Make it real optimistic. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> that was totally unfair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I'm, that's what. And I'm, to be clear, you are on CNN. That's what. Uh, hallelujah yeah. to the Lamb. I, I'm going to be go. So, so in, uh, my optimism. I'm, I'm watching uh, Amend about the 14th Amendment. You guys watched it yet? No. On, on Netflix, uh, a plug there from my Philly brother Will Smith. But that's never mind. Okay. Uh, I saw it pop up. Okay. Yeah, yeah, it popped up. And one of the the things that that uh, that, that stood out to me. Because you know they, they're the the narrative is how the Fourteenth Amendment is overlooked and how citizenship for all those people who don't look like the majority mm-hmm. they it's hard they have to fight for citizenship where mm-hmm. people who look like the majority automatically have citizenship. Thanks. Well, Abraham Lincoln started off saying, and you guys probably know this, started off saying, well, here's what we're going to do: we're going to free the blacks and send them to Central America or South America. He actually had a uh, a meeting with some of the the black leaders at the time and said. Look, we'll free y'all. Just go to South America. So he didn't really want to have the the blacks here. He also, and it's also written right at the Lincoln Memorial mm-hmm. that I would rather have this preserve the union and not free mm-hmm. any slaves. Mm-hmm. But then at the end, Abraham Lincoln was like, Nah, let's go ahead and free the slaves, sign the emancipation. Let's see if we can bring them in. So the reason why I want to be optimistic because that made me feel optimistic that if you can go from go to South America, mm-hmm. go back, essentially go back to Africa <laughs> yeah. to, you know, let's work them in mm-hmm. that your mind, people's minds can be changed. Yeah, absolutely. So I'm, I'm from that angle. I really believe that there are some people that are empowered that if they get to know us, that their minds can be changed. Absolutely. Now that's where I'm starting at 924. <laughs> let's see what y'all got for me. <laughs> But that I, I, hopefully I can tear that down. But joking, I'm with you. I'm with you. I'm with no, you. there's a lot of optimism out there. I think that there's reason to be optimistic. I agree. Mm-hmm. You know, um, you know, I'm more the pessimist of the bunch. I'm, I'm self-proclaimed, and you know, kind of. <laughs> <laughs> but we need that though. It keeps us balanced. Yeah, had a balance, but, yeah. You know, I got some people that'll balance me out to give me a little bit more of an optimistic view because I need it at times. But I do believe that is some cause to be optimistic in the world in which we live today. Yep. Right. I, I think you know. You guys know where I stand. I look at my people, man, and I see great strides from not just individual groups, but from a broad perspective, man. I see us doing great and mighty things in the world. Mm-hmm. I think I, I see us, you know, making contributions in, in not just you know particular areas, but across the board. Black America is doing very, very well. Now, could we be doing better? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. But as I look at my people as a whole, man, we're, we're breaking down some ceilings, man. Well, you know what? It, what's interesting about that is that when you talk about that progress, that progress doesn't happen apart from intentional work to get there, right? So we start with this idea, first of all, that God is in control and God is moving things. But in real time, you know, you got folks who are saying they're pushing for stuff, mm-hmm. right? And they're saying, hey, this is not fair. This should look different and things are adjusting. And what the problem I think is, is that in real time, in the moment, we complain or uh, people get frustrated with the work that is causing the change, right? Mm-hmm. It's not like, you know, we just wake up and we're in America and things just change automatically. Yeah, yeah. No, no, people are fighting for it. But yeah. in real time, people say stuff like, well, why are y'all doing all that? Why are you making all that noise? Well, these are the things that led to that, what you just said, mm-hmm. the progress. And so when we experience, uh, when we are pressing for 
change now for some folks is like, y'all doing too much. But these are the things that cause us to be in a place where we can look back and say, hey, remember when we were there? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, now yeah. we're here. So yeah, we that, have to that, appreciate work. the work in real time. That's yeah. good work. Yeah. That's good work. Yeah, yeah. That's good work. So how do we, uh, 2021, let's, let, let, what is the church's response and how do you feel like the church has responded? Um, you know, the church has always been integral in regards to race relations, mm-hmm. race conversations. Um, and again, you know, my point of reference would be that 1950, 1960 era um, where the Freedom Riders would, you know, gather into churches and large town halls and, you know, the spiritual emphasis about what God said would be first and foremost. In the black church. In the black church. See, well, yeah, that's, gotta, that's, 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 what, that's my point of reference. Okay, okay. okay. That's my point yeah, of reference. You scared right? me that you're talking about the church. Right. We, well, I'm talking about, okay, I'm talking about my point of reference that God used a Baptist minister. Sure. Black. A black minister. Yes, you okay, got to say yeah, that because but, but, there was rallies going on at the other churches, but it was Different rally. Both churches yeah, have yeah, different yeah, rallies. Yeah, yeah, facts, yeah, facts. Facts. And let's talk about that. Wait, yes, optimi- let's talk about that. Let's talk about that. <laughs> what just happened? Ten minutes in. Man, it's three. See. Okay, good. You got, you got, at least you did five minutes, bro. You got five minutes in. So the church has been involved in racial mm-hmm. reconciliation. Mm-hmm. Um, but what does that look like right now in 2020? Well, so I, I think the point Lee made is so important, man. And you are pressing that. He, he just mm. said that, <laughs> that it was, quote unquote, the black church, mm-hmm. right? Because the other church, and by other, I mean predominantly <laughs> white church at mm-hmm. that time, they were adamant against it or ignoring the need to, to press into this. And so when you ask the question, what, what is the church's responsibility? Um, you almost still have to go back and say, what church are we talking about? Because I think there is a biblical responsibility for the church at large, right? Okay. When it comes to issues of justice, I think the Bible is clear on that. But in real time, <laughs> in real time, everybody ain't for that conversation. So uh, historically, when you see that the black church has been the the center for black people in every space, educationally, mm-hmm. economically, spiritually, of course, you know, what does that look like today? Because I think there's still a responsibility. Even going back to what you said last time about you, you made the statement, I think everything we need is within mm-hmm. our group. And a lot of that centers around the yeah, church, yeah, yeah. right? But I think part of the issue is people have difficulty understanding, acknowledging, respecting the black church because uh, there's a perspective that says, well, there is no black church, right? Yeah. And there is no, not fam, right? Historically, predominantly African-American yeah, churches. Yeah, black church. And so yeah. <clears throat> I think all churches have a responsibility to be biblical and to care for justice. I think the way things are set up, I think churches that are in predominantly black areas or predominantly black churches usually take a bigger part of this uh, journey. Um, but I think every church needs to be included in this work of justice. So how do you, how do you, there is a black church. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So then alternatively, there is a white church. Sure. All right. So is there ever a time in which that black and white church are going to kumbaya? Yeah. So I, so, so right now, because we, I, I like where you're going, Scott. We're, we're talking in real time. Yeah. So, so in real time, things that we're doing now is we're creating related, creating relationships, yep. creating partnerships. Those conversations that I talked about last time that we talked about last time are happening. Yeah. So we have those relationships and partnerships that are now being created, and and as we're talking and as they're seeing the work that we're doing now, where we're we're being recognized for our ability to take care of ourselves, such Mm -hmm. as what we do here at Bethel's Family Mm -hmm. through Bethel's Heavenly Hands. Recognize the ability that we have to take care of ourselves, then they want to come along and partner with us because they are either sympathetic, they couldn't be empathetic, so they're sympathetic to what's going on, or they're trying to some way, uh, uh, I don't want to say repay, but they're trying to join in. 
because they know that they have a part, they've played a part in, in our community being in the position that it's in right now. So we have some churches, as we're, we're meeting with the church today, they're going to partner with us to see how they can do or duplicate what we're doing in a community that is mainly Hispanic. Mm. And they're trying to give back to these impoverished, underserved communities. So do how do we come together with them right now in real time? Create those partnerships. But as you said, and as you just re- reiterated, the power is within us to do our mm-hmm. to take care of us, mm-hmm. but then we need to find those partners that are other churches that are willing to come in and help us to serve these underserved communities while showing the unity and, and spreading the gospel. Yeah, that, that's a collaborative work, biblically, mm-hmm. right? It's yes. supposed to be like that. But yes. I, I want to press into this idea of the black church, right, and, and, the, and the other churches, white churches, because I know a lot of people tap out. When we get to talking like this, yeah. it's, they tap out because it sounds like we're dividing. Hmm. Yeah. Instead yeah. of being historical, it yeah. sounds like we are dividing. And I know we've talked about this, but this idea of there being a black church um, and the work that has happened in that space is difficult for folks. But if you stop talking about it as black and white, and like in my community in Pearland, when I leave my uh, where I live, there's a Chinese church right there. You never had no, heard a person have beef with a Chinese church because no. you yeah. get it. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. get it. Ah, yeah, yeah. right. Mm-hmm. There's a, yeah, a, a you no. Know, there's a Spanish speaking ministry, right? Because you understand that there are certain barriers and things uh, that allow certain people groups to come together, and it doesn't mean that you're trying to divide, right? Mm-hmm. So you can have a black church, an Asian church, a multi ethnic church, a white church, and still work in community and be unified because. You're still doing. A, you can still do a work unto the Lord, and just because we are gathering as a particular group of people in the same um, section doesn't mean that you know we're trying to divide. I know every time I had this conversation, one of the uh, things that people try to do is say, "Well, you know, just saying black church is dividing, and saying black church is first historical, and then secondly, we're reminded it exists because the white church didn't want black people yeah. in it. Yeah, that's facts. That's facts. Yeah, that's facts. Right. That's yeah. facts. And then yeah, now, yeah. and then we say, okay, historically, because of this, the black church had to say. Because this is the only place in society where black people can have dignity. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Talk to me, right? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, so there's a white church. The white folks said to black people, no dignity over here. You can't come over here. Black church says, okay, you can be dignified. We're going to give you a title. You're going to have some leadership. Even yeah, if yeah. you didn't go to seminary, yeah. because we don't have those opportunities, you still go be the bishop. Yeah, right. Right? Yeah, and so still dig- be the man. Right. And so yeah. historically, that's what we've done. And today, we're still pressing that. So I, I, to, to say what Lee said, I like the fact that he says, that we can come together, mm-hmm. we can do a lot of stuff that we do ourselves, but people need to understand historically that certain churches, in this case the black church, has played a major role in the advancement and prosperity in various areas of black folks. And I anticipate and hope that that church continues to do that. Now you you pressing, now let's talk about the historical point because I think that's a very, and that, that's a great um, um, uh, talk right there, uh, Lee. I mean, Scott, because that, that's a, that's an excellent point. Uh, when I'm looking at Tony Evans, everybody know that Tony Evans should be America's pastor, right? Mm-hmm. right. Come on, like right. preach. Tony Evans should be America's pastor, right? But he has said he's been on record as saying they'll listen to me on the radio. Yes, sir. They'll come to my conferences. Yes, sir. He say, but they will not talking about white America will not allow me to be their pastor. No, sir. Now, they'll let me to be their radio pastor and, mm-hmm. you know, they'll download my devotionals and things of that nature, but they won't allow me to be their pastor. So there is a point to that. But when you're talking about the Chinese church and the Hispanic church, notwithstanding, aren't those churches there more for cultural appropriation in regards to language barriers? See, but I think if we limit it to just language barriers, we do ourselves an injustice because language is a barrier, but mm-hmm. it's not the only one. 
right? Culture is a barrier. A big time. A big time. Mm-hmm. Geogra- uh, geography is a barrier. So, for example, if you live in a community and there's literally no black people in your area, chances are in your all-white area, you're in some remote area, then there's a barrier that's uh, geographical because only white people can come because they live in the area. Mm-hmm. Culturally, there's a barrier. Mm-hmm. And I think sometimes we give passes because language is a barrier, um, but it's not the only one. Culture, like black people, let's let's talk frank. Yeah. Yeah. Black folks in general, this ain't for everybody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> in general, culturally are just different. Just different. Music, how we process relationships, the local church, what we eat. There's a different culture. And that barrier sometimes allows people to gather in certain spaces together. Now, I'm not saying that there shouldn't be real multi-ethnic intentional movements. I like the idea of that. But normally when we talk multi-ethnic, especially with the church in this country, we're talking about a white church with some black people in it or a white church with a a diverse group of people in it. Um, That's a smaller portion, but the atmosphere and the ethos of the church is still white. Mm Mm-hmm. So, so let me to go back to your point. Language is a barrier, but it's not the only one. Okay. Yeah, and so because there are other barriers, like cultural barriers, uh, to your point about Tony Evans, the reason why white people can't won't be a part of the church for the most part is because when you go there, it feels black, <laughs> yeah, now, yeah, right? Yeah, I mean, they yeah, have a choir, yeah, and yeah, I mean, they music, made some adjustments. Yeah, talking yeah. back yeah. to the preacher, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. That, yeah. Those <laughs> things are called like, oh, <laughs> so. And, and, and let's be fair: there are some black leaders around the country who lead in multi-ethnic spaces, who mm-hmm. lead in spaces where there are predominantly white churches. But I bet this, I bet this, in those cases, the atmosphere, the ethos, the energy in the room feels less. Black, black, mm. well, and know, they, they don't, they don't shade. There's no shade of that. No, because no. Uh, I know, I know one leader who 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 flourishes in this space. That wasn't his upbringing. So don't try to create something just because he's black with his skin. He wasn't raised in that environment, and so as a pastor, he doesn't flow in that space. No shade on it, but that's normally what has to happen. It has to feel less black for other people to be a part of it. And, and let's let's qualify that for those that are watching. This brother did his doctoral work on this very subject. Sure. Am I correct? Yes, so, sure. So that's why we are acquiescing and let him. Yeah. He's the one who can can speak to it the best. And to a part, to a certain to extent. A, my, my focus was spe- uh, specifically on what it looks like for a black person mm-hmm. as a black leader, black mm-hmm. pastor to walk into various spaces and how his race will impact his ability to lead people. Yeah. And so that was my focus. Mm-hmm. And w- with looking at pastors from all across the country, the same thing shows up. My blackness will show up. I ain't. I can't walk into this church and my blackness not be an issue. Yeah, it's yeah. either going to be an issue that's going to help, yeah. or people going to say, man, I can connect to you because, yeah, 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 or yeah. it's a barrier I have to overcome. I yeah. have to show them something maybe different than the report or what mm. they believe <laughs> before they can fully embrace what I'm doing. So it plays a part. Mm. Yeah. And that's facts. Yeah. That, that, that's, I mean, that's undeniable. So finish your thought. So, yeah, he is, we're acquiescing to Dr. Lawrence Kyle. Well, well, I think, though, to be fair, <laughs> you know, I'm not saying anything that's fresh. Like, you know, it's. it's no, no, understood. You know, yeah, but it's, I think we have to be fair and, and, and talk in these terms without people. Let me say like that. People run away from this part of the conversation. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Right? Because we rush to stuff like, hey, we just all need to be multi ethnic. Hey, oh, cool. Let's work through some of the realities of where we are right now. Let's talk about the fact of what the, why the black church is what it is. And even from a very personal perspective, mm-hmm. being in Maryland, <laughs> a majority white space, I went into that space knowing the history and saying, hey, most of the folks around the church are white. So I'm not going to come and plant a church in this city and not consider the community. And people at the church will tell you, I tried, and again, I'm not God. I, you know, I tried the best I can, I could, to really be available to everybody. So the things that I knew that were specific to black culture, I, I went in and said, hey, we're not going to stop being who we are, but we're going to be very intentional 
to make sure we brought, broaden this thing. And when we first started the church, people will tell you we had more diversity than we had than we, we have now because over time, here's what happened: when more black folks showed up, yeah. and the room really got black. It, it was always always black, but when it came time for folks who were never who have never operated in as the minority, it's just a heavy work. So would it be fair to say because when you went to Pearland of five eighteen, that is a predominantly Caucasian. I think specifically where the church is, it's more diverse. Pearland in, in general is very wide. So why not? Why, why not have moved your church to South Park, Sunnyside, mm-hmm. to attach the black church to a community that the black church would flourish in? Because I think what as the Lord was leading us, that there are a lot of black people in that area too. So I wasn't necessarily going to that area just to say, hey, can I reach the black people? I just felt the Lord called us to that portion of the city. Mm -hmm. And as we work through that, we realize the demographics. But I would say that black folks in the suburbs need Jesus too, Mm -hmm. right? And so uh, anybody, and like right now, we have Hispanic folks at our church. We have some white people at our church. Um, But yeah, I just believe the Lord had called us to that space because we do have a heart for inner city, but we also have a lot of people in our church who are from the inner city, maybe one generation removed or got a degree and they not yeah, in the yeah. suburbs. And now we go back and serve the inner city together. So now instead of planning there and trying to survive in the inner city, we went to the um, suburbs and a lot of us do work to go back there together. So, fellas, so what, what, what grade would you give the church right now? Because if you're talking in along these lines and there's never going to be a time on this side of heaven that we're going to be able to cooperatively work together in order to move the needle in a dramatic way. I think we can. I, no, I, I think so. I think to Lee's point, churches are doing it now. I think the, you know, this part of the conversation has to be had too. Um, but churches are doing it. I, there's a guy, Jason Crandall, City View Church. He planted the church one week, started one week before we did, and we've been walking together as brothers in the Lord. We partner where we can. We do a lot of stuff together. And so, um, my comments is not to suggest that no white church, uh, predominantly white church, is involved in this process. A lot of them are, mm-hmm. but the history that's behind us still impacts us today. And I would say. Um, that there has been a lot of moving, a lot of collaborative work happening in this area of justice. I do still think, though, that because we don't have the deep parts of the conversation, once we get there, it's kind of go, it kind of goes back. Do y'all remember um, <laughs> when we um, when I was here and we went to a gathering? Of pastors to specifically talk about racial reconciliation. Oh yeah, that's that's the one where we started curb. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they right? had Sean Hattie but playing in the country. Out yeah. In the country, but do you remember with torches? So we so <laughs> so for the folks watching, this is the practical stuff. So as a predominantly black church, Bethel's family, mm-hmm. we were very intentional, and that church was very intentional to come together as a predominantly white church. And we said we're going to spend a weekend together, yeah, yeah, and yeah, dig yeah, deep. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah but yeah. that wasn't the case. That, that no, was, but no, you remember what happened though? Yes. One of the brothers, older brother, <laughs> reflected on some real experience. Nineteen fifty one. Hold on. Reflected walk, on. Walk lightly. Uh, walk, walk lightly. lightly. Walk lightly. Loved it, and he was he was being honest. Mm-hmm. But it was so heavy. Yeah. Right, because even for us, we know the story. But yeah. to hear him yeah, say yeah, it, it was heavy for me too. In that like, space, made me uncomfortable. They were. He shut the event down, bro. Was, he really but, did. But yeah. he did. <laughs> but on, what, did he lie? Not at all. Maybe it was a uh, uh, fire hydrant stuff. <laughs> yeah, came heavy with it. <laughs> but did he lie? And the next day, if you remember, they basically said, and I think we kind of like, I feel you. They're like, hey, y'all, 
This ain't gonna work. <laughs> this ain't gonna work. <laughs> Forget this. <laughs> right? Because it's hard, man. Yeah. But but the fire hydrant approach did apply. Yeah, it was, it I mean, heavy. he did open up the valve the all the thing. way. Blew them brothers down but, the but, street. But, but, and but it did. came out of left field, too. Yeah. But 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 the man had been. The brother person. was supposed to pray. Remember, he was not he was not a speaker. But but when you got that that history on you. Yeah. And you yeah. have a chance to be honest. Mm-hmm. You know, so yeah. And the point is that those cups, we're having them, but they're hard at times. But they don't have to be. <laughs> I should have brought that up, right? No, no, they don't have to be. You shouldn't have brought that up. They don't have to be jammed in like that. So, so, but, and I think now because the the church, no matter what uh, uh, its ethnic makeup is, yep. has to come into the culture and say, look, we've acknowledged and we recognize that there is a problem. And then come out and we we fight against un, uh, injustice together. Yeah. So th- those partnerships and those collaborative efforts, the relationships, the brother that started a church at the same time as you. Yep. As you guys are working together, yep. you can come in because the, the at the very best they can be sympathetic. Yeah. And then we run into the the uh, the issue of there being some white guilt. Mm-hmm. And you know, guilt yeah. wears off. You can you can pay your way out of guilt. Mm-hmm. Like I'm not guilty anymore because I bought. When I have an accident with someone and, and I know that they don't have insurance and they can't fix their car and I buy them a new car, guilt over. Yeah. So they can spend money to to get rid of guilt. And, and we don't need someone to just let the the guilt come in and help me for a short period of time. We got to focus on what's wrong in society, what's wrong in our community, and work this thing together. But once yeah. again, that comes from building relationships. And that's where it are, where it is. Now, is the church the grade for the church? I don't know. In my experience, C minus, D plus. In my experience, I won't say that the church is failing, because we can point out, you know, where they're not doing anything. But there are those that want to come in and assist and come alongside. Mm-hmm. And and I, I think a good measure is what you know. The grade is hard. I like your grade, um, but in relation to everything else, I would say the church is not leading. In this area, there, yep, right. So, in every other space, I would say there are other things that lead in racial reconciliation more than the church does, and that's because let me be clear, we're not talking about um, if, if the church was doing what the Lord wanted the church to do, we would be leading. Mm-hmm. We would have an A plus. But this is a rejection of the work of the Holy Spirit in this space in the local church, uh, the modern church, and that, and because of that. We're failing And it's not racial not I'm sorry I'm just going to throw it in It's not racial Because the church isn't leading No matter what the ethnicity is Right yeah, yeah. The black right. church isn't leading The oh, white facts. church No yeah, yeah. church is the leading church. Yeah. yeah the church the, the, This is where we talk about The universal the church universal church yes. That's where It's yeah. not leading no. And I think You know when I serve on this particular board I won't mention no names But I had a conversation with uh, A person on this board When all of the George Floyd thing Was really hot and heavy mm. And he felt a certain kind of way. His brother was compassionate. He's one of these guys who loves the Lord. But he called me in an off-camera conversation, man, and his brother was like, Pastor, look, I, I, I don't know what to say. I mean, if I say this, mm-hmm. then this is going to be construed this way. If I say this, it's going to be construed this way. And it's not that I don't want to say anything. I just don't know what to say. Yep. Like that space that a lot of people, and maybe we call it an implicit place, but they're in that place where they recognize it. But there is this fear of rejection. There is a fear of losing a base. There is a fear of losing some influence. If I do come out on this side and speak like, as you say, the Holy Spirit has given me the unction to do. So I think that a lot of people uh, are in this space to where it's a tricky, and, and we're yes. talking about it from a from a black perspective. Yes, you are. And we say, call it what it is. That's it right. is what it is, right? right? But there are some people that's in a very, very tight space 
So what do you say to that person that listen that says, man, look, I agree with you, brother. I agree that the white church needs to be doing more. I believe that we need to be reaching out across lines. We need to be doing more than what we're doing. But I fear I, I stand to lose a whole lot. Yes. Social and capital. Social capital is more important than physical well, capital. Well, I mean, it's a real issue. Yeah. It's a yeah. real issue. And I think you have to, to your point, what do you say to that person? I think you have to acknowledge that difficult place for them, right? I know a number of white pastors who, when this stuff happens, they get pushback on both sides, mm -hmm. right? So if you're a white pastor and you have a church that's predominantly white, but you have other ethnic groups in there, when that George Floyd situation happened, right, that pastor saying, okay, I'm going to say this, right? And they say that thing, whatever, they, they make a statement. Then there's a black group in that church that you ain't said enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And at the same time, he made that same statement. There's a white group that says, you said too much. Too yeah. much. Yeah. Right, and so he has to deal with how to manage. And it's not just about people leaving the church necessarily because you, you're concerned about their de development and growth spiritually. He has to wrestle, wrestle through things that Lawrence Scott don't have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When George yeah. Floyd go down, I'm going to stand on the pulpit <laughs> yeah. and I'm going to be biblical. Yeah. I'm going to call out some current events. Yeah. And every most of the people, I'm going to be like, yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, as that white pastor, like, man, if I say this, they go leave. And I know one guy who, because we, uh, if you, some of the pastors in the city after that, we did a sermon series together on race, mm. black and white pastors and other ethnic groups. And we would come back together after sermons and, and, and pastors would cry about the, the weight of the message and how people responded to it. And, mm. and that very same dynamic where I'm preaching on this and people walk out and leave. Mm. Right. Or, you know. This group said, hey, that was good, but not enough. And he's trying to figure out, like, what am, yeah, what am you I know, doing? So, yeah. so I think we have to understand and and have some um, empathy, if you will, for that situation. And I think as we continue to build relationships, we can figure out how to make that work together. Yeah, that's a good word. Yeah. I, I, but it is a real space, y'all. Sure. It, it's a... It's a it's a very real space. So you give it a C, you give it a... I said C minus. C minus. I just said we're, we're not But that's leading. positive. So that's policy. Okay, yeah. yeah. I, I, I would give it around a... I give it around a, a C, C plus. That's not where you wanted to go. You just kind of got sucked into it. You no, want to see no, no, I actually, I actually wanted to go... Uh, Lower. Yeah, I wanted to give it a... a, a, a Why are you stuck? A worse grade. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Yeah, I know but, you. <laughs> but... Uh, but I, I acquiesced to my yeah, yeah, I did too. My left and yeah, my Lee, right. Lee, it's your positivity. You let <laughs> yes. us off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My positivity. I was like, on honey. <laughs> so, man, so, so to acknowledge that space, man, because <clears throat> the true work that we all want to get done has to be done across uh, cultural lines. Absolutely. Cultural lines. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. I mean, it has. A to. Absolutely. And I, but that, again, you married. Mm -hmm. You married. I'm married. Steve, you married, you know, like I do, you can't have real unity until you deal with the issues in your house. Yeah, yeah right. In yeah. your house. Yeah. You can't, you can't yeah. be slamming doors and, and not talking about, you got to deal with it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Same thing with ethnic relationships. Yes, we're making progress. We got to have real conversations. We got to cry together. Hmm. You know what I'm saying? We got to mm -hmm. be like, man, that's, I don't understand this. Well, I don't understand this. I don't, we got to work through it together. Yeah. And ultimately, uh, as we approach this sincerely, led by the Holy Spirit, God to get the glory out of it and things. Uh, well, I hope we can approach it to that space, man, to where we can come into an area with people that don't look like us, yeah, uh, with the guards down, um, and, and like you said, cry through that area, man, and, and work through that area in some very, very intentional ways, because it's very intimidating. Yes, it is. It, it's hmm. very, very intimidating, especially in the culture that we're in right now, to approach this particular subject from a pulpit standpoint, from a private you know, conversation with a good brother who's not like you it's a very intimidating space mm -hmm. because you are forced to take sides on one side or the other and if you can't find that balance point I don't think we're going to be able to move the needle in any significant way mm -hmm. but you got to be willing to press when you're talking to those people like the people that I've talked to press in like come on man be, be honest let's be honest 
when you hear someone's background, born in somewhere in the backwoods in the South, or even up North, I told you guys some of my experiences. So you got to be able to, to say, look, I know this is what you, what was poured into you. So now this is what was poured into me. Like literally my dad wouldn't paint the house white. I'm just saying, you know, <laughs> my dad had his first white friend when he was like 70. I got a white house. But. Yeah, yeah, no. My dad no, I get you. Doing, man, my dad was raised in Alabama <laughs> yeah. in, the, in the 50s. Yeah. I ain't painting the house. <laughs> no, ain't nothing. Ain't, <laughs> straight up. We ain't do that. Why do we have red walls? <laughs> yeah, Because yeah. <laughs> it's not happening. It's not happening up in here. The only reason why I wasn't black is I had a mama. But, yeah. so we got to be able to have those, those very, very real conversations. And, you know, that's... So where does it start with us? Let's talk about black culture. Yep, yep. I think... You know, we talking about white and black. Black folks, the way we approach this conversation is different. I mean, I would say majority of black folks approach it a certain way, and then others don't, right? So, for example, this conversation. There's some black folks who, who, who are probably lean towards, yeah, I hear all that. Stop focusing on that. Keep pressing. Mm -hmm. Then there's some black folks who will say, nah, we're going to stay right here. We're going to press right here. We're going to do some stuff, but I'm pressing right here. Right here. And so for us as a, pe a people group, um, while there should be diversity of thought, we're not a monolith. Mm -hmm. We need to even within ourselves have healthier conversations. There. Mm -hmm. Because sometimes we we force ourselves to be... Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, you know what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, no, we can. Yeah. Be, it can be yeah. a, a diversity of thought. Yeah. Let's yeah. have it in a respectful way. Yeah, in a way that's going to help to contribute yeah, to yeah, 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 some yeah, progress. Yeah, but yeah. that's so hard because everybody that looks like us believes. We'll just. I, I use my brother here as, as an example. If you have a different point of view, yeah. You are an Uncle Tom. Facts. You are a sellout. Sure. What do you mean you yeah. are Republican? <laughs> right. and, in, right. and in your family. Yeah, right. This is optimism, Steve. I'm yeah. gonna, you in, your, in, in your family. Yeah. Folks just sitting there. I went to now, my family is different. We're yeah. different, man. I have a cousin and this brother, we went to his house for the fourth of July. Yeah. I'm talking forty five hundred square feet, two and a half acres of land. Come talk. He, the dude had a, a pellet grill and a smoker and a, a, a cotton candy machine that was his. Yes, sir. While we, <laughs> yes, sir. And we Make was and we were all over there having a good time. And that brother uh, made sure he wore his black folks for Trump t shirt. <laughs> But because my family, we know yeah. who it was a this cousin is. We know, yeah, like, wait, come on, bro. Finish the ribs. We ain't going to fall. Finish the ribs. <laughs> now, that's what we said in public. But now I had two of my cousins kids. Man, look at this. I'm, I'm going to say dude. Look at, <laughs> look at this brother. Man, yeah, look at this dude, man. Oh, my and goodness. I was like, man, eat the chicken, bro. <laughs> eat the, don't fall for the bait, man. That, that's your cousin. And But there's, it's okay. Yes, it is. As you were saying, for us to have a diverse of thought and, and even on the other side we get our brothers that are more conservative yep and they say look at those blacks yeah yeah yeah, yeah, sure. yeah like yeah, the, yeah. man look at all of them in line look he got a BMW and he's still getting some <laughs> some food bro he gotta pay the BMW <laughs> yeah he gotta pay that <laughs> 9,000 <laughs> come on how you gonna do car note he just lost his job it's COVID <laughs> Right? Is we just the, that's the, not real? Y'all got calls. Yeah, yeah, sir. yeah, real yes. talk. Real the, the, talk. That's a real conversation that I've Facts. had with someone. People come and they say, "Man, can, their car is nicer than mine." So, well, yeah, well, maybe they were making this last week and they're not making it this week. Right. But they have to have a space. We talked about a, have a create a space that we can talk from both sides of the aisle because there's black folks on both sides of the aisle. Mm -hmm. I think there's more black folks on a certain side and they, they really throw darts at the, the, the... So the Black for Trump group is a smaller group. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, and so this black group, like, man, what... 
What y'all yeah. doing? Yeah, like, not, what, but, black Republicans. WTH? Yeah. Yeah. We'll yeah. No, I, but I think, <laughs> the, I think there was a black It ain't H. It ain't H. <laughs> <laughs> it ain't H. Not, not on my page. It ain't H on your page. You got more Christians on your page than I do. I, I don't know. But, but, but so, so, let's, so here's some real talk about that, right? Yeah. I think we, like, even with that, we got to be 1,000. Is there a such thing historically, practically right now, <laughs> as a person who's too far on the extreme? So if you, on this end, yes, Uncle Tom, is that a real dude? Oh, Uncle Tom, no. Is, is that idea of a person a real person? Okay, well, let me ask that. Is there a real person? You asking me? That's uh, I'm that, asking. That is won't it be possible. possible. I can't answer because that won't see, be optimistic. That's what I'm so, so I think <laughs> yes. people get thrown to the issue. Okay, is that a real person? The uncle, Tom, the, 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 not the uncle Tom, the Sambo. Yeah. Okay, yeah, okay, yeah, that's yeah. the real person. Yeah. So, 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 wait a second. Now you just told which side you was on. Because no, 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 but, but, no, no. I'm saying <laughs> there is a, there is an extreme. Yes, both one Sambo, yeah. one Uncle Tom. Yeah, yes, yeah, that, that's an extreme, right? And so, what happens is. You disagree with I believe I'm throwing you to the extreme. Exactly, yeah. Right, and I'm saying that's an unhealthy thing because I think on those extremes they need to be dealt with. Mm-hmm. If a person really lives there, you so far Th- from reality, a, th- that's a problem. You need to be dealt that's with. That's a problem. So I'm gonna disagree with you. Yeah, that's right. Hard. One thousand. Yes. Drop. Like I'm gonna go in. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm gonna go in. Mean. I ain't giving you no mercy. No, because you are. You that's are. Exactly right. that's exactly right. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. So, so I would say as a Christian, I have to as a black man who's a Christian. As a Christian who's a black man, I don't want to get lost in that. <laughs> You're going to trip me up with none of that. You're going to deal with yeah, yeah, yeah. it. Yeah. I'm saying if I'm going to have a conversation about with you about anything, I want to frame this conversation with who I am as a believer. Mm-hmm. As, right? So mm-hmm. if we start talking, let truth reign in this conversation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah let truth yeah, reign. Yeah, no, yeah. I don't care. What, forget yeah. your policies for a second. Let truth reign in this conversation. So if you disagree, don't acknowledge you're not disagreeing with just me. You're disagreeing with truth. Yeah, yeah. And same for me. I got to yeah. acknowledge that. So, I'm, yeah. so we have people on extremes, and I think we have a tendency... You a Republican? You black? Yeah. Oh, you? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm better than them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, you the House. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Come on, yeah. Right? Yeah. 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 Whereas in reality, you could just be a black dude who likes conservative policy. Yeah. yeah. And on the other end, right? If you're a black dude who likes liberal policy, people put you in a. Oh, you just begging. You always want the man. Nah, bro. I just like yeah, justice. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I like yeah. poor people getting fed. I mean, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. So yeah. we just have to have a better conversation. So there's a there's a happy meeting. I'm gonna go ahead and we're gonna talk about this because it's it is what it needs to be. So in 2000 and 2004, mm. uh, I voted for uh, George W. Bush. Mm-hmm. I voted Republican in two first two elections. By the way, let me say this. You mm-hmm. see what you just did right there, man? You you open up all your personal oh, stuff. Uh, you you yeah. here? We here yeah. now. Let's go. We here now. At the end of the day, man. I'm gonna stand before That's God, right. believe in what I'm gonna believe, right. and I'm gonna be. And, and 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 what I love about this group is yep. that we, we challenge each other. That no matter what stance you take, be able to make sure that you believe what you believe. Facts, right? So in 2008 to 2012, I voted for uh, Barack Obama mm-hmm. both times. Uh, in 2016, I did not vote for Hillary Clinton nor Donald Trump. I did a write-in vote. Mm-hmm. Uh, my conscience was not going to allow me to vote for either one. Mm-hmm. So I don't consider myself to be Republican and/or Democrat. Man, Facts. I look at policy issues. How is this going to affect my family, my community, my way of that's life. That's good. And if a Democrat is offering some things that I like, that's good. If a Republican is offering some things that I like, that's good. And this whole election that we have right now, man, and me and you as, and Lee, we have had uh, uh, some very, very, very uh, good talks about this. Um, the person that we have in office right now, mm-hmm. um, President Joe Biden, mm-hmm. um, when we are talking about, what are you pointing at the thing for? 
because uh, I asked Steve that somebody vandalized his car. I said, man, why you who vandalized your car? <laughs> He's like, what are you talking about? I said, man, you got a Biden hair sticker on your back. Of your car. <laughs> who vandalized your car? <laughs> but, 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 but let me frame this. Yeah. Because I have serious issues with Joe Biden. Okay. And with, with in, his past. In, with his past, absolutely. Because in the space that we're talking about with civil rights. Yep. And the advancement of black people mm-hmm. and the justice for black people to give people, our people, a, a fair footing in the American culture. Mm-hmm. We, are look, we have literally put the wolf over the hen house. Mm. If Donald Trump was the worst person that ever walked the earth, you had four long years mm-hmm. to canvas the landscape of America. You had 21 people running for president on the Democratic side. 21. Mm-hmm. And you take Joe Biden out of all those 21 and say, that's my horse that I'm going to ride with. The same Joe Biden has got 1976, 1988, 1986, 1988, 1994, and 2004. Those years are going to stick to Joe Biden for the rest of his life. What did he do in 2004? When he voted against women's, uh, the, I don't want to call it women's suffrage because that was way back when, but when he voted against a unilateral uh, vote in the Senate uh, uh. to give uh, women equal pay. Mm-hmm. So now I'm saying that while, and, and let, me, let me frame it this way, so, and then I'll get you. So you remember in the 1960 campaign with John F. Kennedy. Mm-hmm. Uh, John F. Kennedy, for the first time in American politics, this brother won the presidency uh, over uh, Nixon in that year, not because of his policy, but more of his personality. Mm-hmm. Here you got this charismatic, this affluent white man who is connecting the dots and speaking to people on a level that politicians had not spoken to before. You got you had Eisenhower that came before him. So now you got this young 40-something-year-old man, Catholic guy, who is pushing the button and connecting to working-class people. Mm-hmm. John F. Kennedy was one of the first people in American politics to hire a PR team to manage his public persona. And so now since what has happened since John F. Kennedy is now we make policy, we make votes about personalities Mm -hmm. and not about policy. Mm -hmm. See, for me, it's not about personalities. Mm -hmm. I could care less. Every politician falls into the same category for me. You don't spend $50 million to get a job that pays you $400,000 a year. So every politician is in that same thing. But I don't vote on personality. I vote on policy. What do the policies say? How is it going to affect me and my life, me and my community, and me and my way of life? And Joe Biden, Joe Biden uh, has some things in his past mm-hmm. that he has done detrimental harm specifically to the black community. Mm-hmm. And I mean specifically. I know other communities got engulfed in that big old wave too, but specifically to the African American community. He is responsible, him and his cohorts, Robert Byrd, Thurman, uh, whatever his name. Um, I'm not going to say it. Yeah, Strom well, that Thurman. guy, Strom, Strom Thurman. Thurman. I'm just, that guy. I don't want to agree um, with you on anything. A part argument. of his part, a part of his whole thing was pushing that initiative that directly affected black folks. And so now black folks saying that he is the savior of black folks. How? Uh, so, uh, man, you said such, so much good stuff. Can I, can I, can I spend Yeah, let's talk about it, man. Let's, let's, um, let, let's talk. I'm just, I, I, I'm just listening at this point. No, no, no. We need, no, a, you, we need you, your you, positivity you to come yeah, you, No, you went past <laughs> your positivity. <laughs> <laughs> you went past that. 
So a few things. I think when you started off saying, hey, I'm focusing on policy, I think as a person you have a right to do that and recognize that some people, for me, like for me, for example, I don't just look at policy. I look at personality. And if I like the person that has impact on whether or not I think you're going to walk through walk out that policy mm-hmm. or um, as you know, your personality will impact how you look at that policy. Because one of the things with Trump, for example, is that there were things already on the books, but the way he walked it out was in a more aggressive way. So one of the things about kids in cages and all that kind of stuff, and they kept saying, well, hey, this stuff is already on the books. Well, depending on who you are as a leader might impact how you walk that out. So for me, I can respect that you only look at policy, and I hope that you can respect, for me, personality matters because I look at personality in every other leadership position I've ever seen in my life as a school principal. I don't want to just hear what you're going to do for the students. I want to know who you are as a person. Uh, whether you're a local politician, if I, if I can find out who you are as a person, if you've messed up everybody in your personal life, you stepping into an office and repeating some bullet points that the last dude gave you mm-hmm. don't mean that much to me. So for me, personality matters because it determines how you're going to walk out that policy. So that's one. When it comes to Joe Biden and his history, I don't know. I don't know any black folks who look at him as a savior. I know a lot of folks who looked at him as a better option than Trump. And what I mean by that is when you go back into Biden's history, whenever a person makes a mistake, what I ask, what I look for is, was there ever a moment of contrition? Are you apologetic? Do you see your, your fault? If you are able to do that and I believe it's sincere, I can walk with you because that's for me as a believer. I walk like that anyway. Because I know a lot of folks who got issues. And then I also look at the fact that a lot of his stuff, especially more recent, were things, if you go back to the crime bill and all that kind of stuff, were things that black people supported. Because at the time, they thought that was the best thing for that community. They were like, yeah, I want to get these folks off the streets. So black people, pastors, leaders, they supported it. We look back on it and say, man, that was tragic. And that hurt our community a lot. And we can look back and see it with, with clear eyes. So I would say when it comes to contrition, are you apologetic? Do you see the error in your ways? Have you grown? Like Joe Biden's, a, let's be fair, he's an old white dude. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. He's yeah, an old white yeah. So, so he's, he's grew up in a system that, a system. that has always benefited. It's not, watch this. Not just white people, white men more yeah, than anybody yeah, yeah, else. Yeah, yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. So yeah. if he is learned and grown from that, I can roll with you. I think the problem, uh, you know, what I had with Trump, and even with this time with him being on thing, is that as a person, I don't trust you. So I don't believe, I don't care what the policy is if I don't believe you're going to do it. If I don't believe anything that comes out of your mouth, it doesn't matter what your policy is. And I think for, because he did not have a um, public um, life as a politician, you can't charge it against him. But if you look at his life as personally. As a person, yeah. Because at the end of the day, watch this. Today, tomorrow, I can stand on any policy. I can tell you I believe any policy I want to tell you I believe in. If I need your vote, like tomorrow I can say, you know what? Scratch what I said yesterday. Today, I'm this. And you might believe that or not. But what I can't change overnight is who I've been to people. How I've conducted myself in my private business. How I've conducted myself when nobody's looking. How I've treated my family. Like, I don't, I don't care who you are. If you're trashing your family as a, as a man and you're trying to lead a larger group, in public spaces, I'm, I might not roll with you. So let me ask you, and, and you, you go ahead and jump in because I need some positivity. I don't know if I have to. 
they, uh, I, I, I need I, some positivity. No, I totally, uh, I'm, I'm totally on board with what Scott was saying. But as you were talking to, and Scott touched on it, that we have to believe, first of all, as believers, we have to believe that people can change. So if they change their minds, then thus they can change their actions. Mm. So all of uh, the past, no matter what the who the politician is, because as watching Amend, I was, you know, Abraham Lincoln changed his way of thinking, and he changed his way of thinking as he sat back and had time to look at you know decisions that he has made in the past not unlike anything that we do so now do we say that president biden was or president biden is or president biden will be mm. so that's how i'm going to look at it so yes he was this way at this point he is a certain way now we watch how he his his policies uh, how how they'll play out president trump I thought the man was what everybody thought he was in the beginning. Mm -hmm. And then it played out that way. So once it played out that way, now that you've shown me who you are, I mean, if it walks like a duck, I mean, go ahead and it's a duck, man. So, or so a dude that walks like a duck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or a dude that walks like a duck, right? Because I know a couple of those. <laughs> so let's talk about what let's talk yeah. about what you said because yeah. you know how Facebook sends you these memories yeah. from years ago. Mm. So they sent me a post from February 9th. I screenshotted and I said, above all else, for the criticism of Donald Trump, although warranted, parenthetically, I really all caps believe that we need to pray for this guy. Mm. Something is really not right with him. Mm -hmm. I've never seen a more extreme case of narcissism in my life. Mm -hmm. Three weeks into his presidency, he's already traveled into uh, uncharted territory. Mm -hmm. Like, this was not the brother, right? When you're talking about policy mm -hmm. and judging them about their history, Biden is a career politician. Mm -hmm. I get to judge him by what he did in the past. You do. Because he is a career politician. So in those 47 years, and, I, and I, I'm sorry, I just have to jump in because I'm, I'm older now. I forget my thought. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> in those 47 years, we're picking out four things. And, and, and let me just, just qualify this by saying I am not a staunch, ardent Biden or Democratic you know, proponent. Right. Or, or proponent. I'm just saying that yeah. we have to be objective in our thinking. So in 47 years, we got one, two, three, four points. Bang. That's what we're going to what we're going to say. It's no, just like I'm with not, Kamala Harris. No, 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 no. I'm not saying that. I'm saying these one, two, three, four points have dramatic impact in the African-American community. But I think we're giving Biden too much credit for, for it. Like, yeah. It's not like he said, hey. Yeah, he signed just, the bill. Yeah. Yeah. Like him personally. I get. See, that's the thing about politics. But he though. championed him and Strom Thurmond championed the 1986-1988 crack laws. But, 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 he was the head guy. He the one that no, pushed it. No, Aunt Susie championed it because Aunt Susie said, I'm tired of these boys standing on my street corner in front of my house driving by shooting my kids. Right. So that's where the championing They, they didn't do that opposed to. So you got, okay, look at it like this. If you want to talk about judging the person based on the history, you have, when you make any decision, you have to use good reason. Um, mm -hmm. Not necessarily. But well, you, you know, yeah. you should yeah. work through the facts and mm -hmm. you have to look at a per To be fair, you have to look at it. But again, it comes to this point in real time, what was happening to Lee's point, who also was championing that thing. Like, and I think that especially with the crime bill, the black folks were, were behind that. No, and I get black folks were behind. Black pastors black were behind. Black pastors it. were behind. Black it. mayors were behind yes. it. I completely get that. Right. I completely listen, everybody. I completely get that. Right. And it doesn't make it. And it doesn't make it right. No. Right. I'm just saying in real time, 
was it a, a lack of integrity? Was he saying, I'm going to go against black people? Or was it, no, this is actually what black folks want, even though it turned out to be a The solution thing. wasn't right. It's right. no different than when uh, uh, our pre- past president says, you know, uh, stand up and stand uh, stand ready right before the, after the election. He, he knew what he was saying. Right. He was telling those folks, get ready, we're going to fight this thing. And he knew who he was talking to, a dude with a bunch of guns and Confederate See, that's kind of, see no matter see, what your policy is, yeah. I can't deal with that. See, no, not, not, see, that's, I cannot that, deal that, with that. That's part of the argument right there. Yep. That's, that's a that's a fair part of the argument as we get each person from each extreme and bring them to the middle to yes. where we can have some logical conversation. That's fair argument. My argument is still considered to be this. I understand, and, and maybe this is personal for me, everybody, because my uncle was one of the ones who got first incarcerated for the three steps, uh, three strikes you're out. Mm-hmm. In my family, mm-hmm. I'm not talking something arbitrary. I'm talking about a man that stole a boombox that served almost 30 years in prison because of that three strikes law. So this is personal to me. This is not me looking at some article and trying to formulate an opinion on it. Mm-hmm. So when I'm looking at Joe Biden, yes, if he shows contrition, fine. When you're to your point about the 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 the, the principal at the school, I get that, but she's affecting a much smaller minority. Mm-hmm. But leadership well, is leadership. For leadership me. is leadership, yeah. but there are different levels of leadership. Facts, right? and you have it can impact more people. Yeah, you but can if, impact more people. But as a person, if I say character is important, I don't change my mind on that mm-hmm. because of the president. But how can? But, but maybe the question is this: because we've talked about this offline, <laughs> can a person of integrity, can a person of Christian belief? Run in that particular space, and where, not stay there. Where's the Where's no. the character in the whole political realm, uh, realm as a whole? I think your question. So, do you think that any of the politicians who claim faith are genuine? No. Well, that's, <laughs> see, no, what you were see, positive a moment see, ago. See the positive. Rewind this clock. That's the one thing that I will. I, I disagree. Not, I, I disagree. <laughs> name any. I, I don't want to name one. That, name, one per- name one that did it halfway. No, I think. See, but see that. See, here's what I so, man. I'm glad we're talking about this. I think we confuse the role of the church and the role of public office. No, you say Christian. Is there any let politicians that are Christian? You don't think there's no politics? I know some politicians that are Christians. They say they are, but then you have to compromise your Christian morals because, like, because that's what Pastor Holman does. They're sitting back waiting for you to check the box for you're a Christian. You're supposed to say no to abortion. See, that, okay, see, I'm sorry. I'm getting upset. See. No, see, you a positive man. They're just, I'm, I'm sorry. See what happened? <laughs> no, but so I would say, angry, I believe angry Negroes. <laughs> there are there are politicians who are Christian, right? But again, when you get into public office, you are working for the public, which means you are working for Christians and non-Christians, right? Okay, I get Fair, that space. I right? get that. So, I get that. So you're going to be, have people, and that's why I say we confuse roles because that politician is going to get in that space and see their community and whatever space they represent and say, hey, these people need rights. Say, for example, uh, gay folks. If you're in public office, you can't say gay folks don't need rights. You can't say that because I'm a Christian, I don't think gay people, well, you can say it, but yeah, is that the right thing though? Is it, is, it, is it right to be a person who represents an area of the country? And in there, you have constituents who are heterosexual and some who are homosexual and say, hey, the best interest for my folks is that my folks have, for example, health care. Okay. Is that person, as a Christian, you supposed to say, no, nah, gay people, you can't get health care? No, I don't believe that you're supposed to do that as a Christian. Okay, right. So, so some people will look at him and say, ah. Oh, you you compromise because you won't get <laughs> nah. That's you not know what I'm people. saying. No, not you, okay. not you. But that's why I think it gets sticky when we confuse the church and, and political office. But I there's think. a policy. But when you wrapping in, t- you seen the Equality Act? Some he, of it. He, no, he's read it. I, I just want to let you know. Set up. Yeah, it's a set, set up. up. That's a set up, man. <laughs> no, 
like it's six hundred pages, and he just <laughs> I'm on page five ninety eight. but you're creating a complete policy, not just for a group of people, but for an agenda. I mean, but, everybody should have. Everybody should be able to eat. Everybody, gay, uh, gay or straight. Are made in the image of God. That's right. So there's a facts. certain dignity. Can you say facts? Facts. Certain facts. dignity comes for for everybody mm-hmm. on the strength that you're God's child. Yes. Right. Yes. Okay. So yeah. if I'm in public office, I don't forget that. Okay. That, now watch this. As a pastor, I'm not marrying no gay couples. See, I can do both. I can say you need insurance, and then when you come for the marriage, I'm like, nah, I ain't done. But then, next, <laughs> but then when you run, when you run again, <laughs> all of a sudden <laughs> you're you're no longer well, in public fine. office. That's fine. <laughs> so to his point. So, that's the, the, the when you have I, to make the, the compromise personally you, and you assume that everybody I don't okay we're you, not just talking about watch gay, this because that's the image. watch this and I brought that up because that's the thing that's always yeah yeah, yeah yeah you're a pastor you're a pastor you've married folks you've married folks I've married mm-hmm. folks I've never once in all my years had a gay couple ask me to marry them I haven't either because they they, they they know they they a lot of folks they respect that, that people have a difference of opinion on that. So I don't, I don't, so when, when a gay issue come up, I don't get, ah, yeah. because that's not, that's just the noise. Yes. In real life, it don't feel like that. And it doesn't happen that it often. It don't happen like that. But that's you know the narrative. The, the narrative. That's the narrative. You right. The gay folks are finna take over. Bruh, I, I got some gay people at our church who, 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 who are uh, sensitive folks, who care about people, <laughs> who are nice, kind. Hey, it ain't like that. <laughs> Now, when it comes to theology and what the Bible says, we go stay right here with the Scripture. Yes, and I'm gonna love you in Jesus while I'm staying right here in the Scripture. Okay, yeah. so so can, so is there a marrying of well, you personal <laughs> Christian convictions? Yes. and that in policy decisions. Well, if you say that, then you want to say if there's a marrying. Okay, yes, there there can be a, a, a way where it it can exist. But when if you're going to be a career or a two-term politician, <laughs> there's going to come a time that you're going to have to cover that so, line. But, but, and they're going to press because here's the thing: it's the the, uh, the 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 latest Supreme Court justice, the young lady. Gosh, I forget her Coney name. Barrett. And Coney Barrett. Amy Coney Barrett. The first thing they shot at was she's Catholic. Mm-hmm. Now, as Protestants. <laughs> When we were sitting there thinking, well, and so right. she ain't got to compromise. She right. just right. do what she does. No. We ain't going to slam nobody. Right. So, you know, but that's the first thing they want to do. They want to shoot at the narrative that's created. And, and they create this narrative where, look, look at what the radical right is doing. Mm-hmm. And then we have our radical right brothers that are standing up there you know, with the uh, the signs at the abortion clinics. Yeah, yeah, all right. Yeah. That's not even in their neighborhood, but well, that's a whole other subject. We have, subject. We, we have we, we, we have these these folks that are saying they found the one person in the middle of America who won't make a cake for homosexuals. One person. One person. You know what I mean? Be like, they, Come on, we're going to shut it down. And then the, the media, and well, God, I, hate, I was trying not to use that yeah, word. Yeah, you did. You I was trying did. to use it. But the narrative that's created nationally is saying that all the Christians hate the gays and they put us against each mm-hmm. other. All the, the black folks hate the white folks. And when we look at ourselves socioeconomically, we're in the exact same mm-hmm. space. Mm-hmm. There, th- this, this narrative, man, this world system, I, I'm sorry, I got to be a pastor and a Bible <laughs> student first. This world system 
some Satan is out here in these streets, clouding <laughs> people's minds, trying to pit us against each other to keep our minds off of what is important. Mm-hmm. Facts. And the important thing is making sure that, that people have dignity, That's that right. people remember, that we remember, that That's people right. were created in God's image. That's right. So if there were people that were created in God's image, no matter where they are on the sin scale, even though we know that there's no such thing, but even where they are, because we were once at some point, Joe Biden at some point, Donald Trump at some point, the, the guy who's gay, the girl who's gay, at some point, we were separated from God, and Christ died to bring us back to God, and that's what's important, not necessarily where we are uh, politically. But these kind of conversations are not dominating the House of Representatives and the Senate floor. But a politician but see, can't again, have that the, conversation. No, that's, 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 what, that's what I'm saying. That's why I say the compromise but, is, is going to be, the fix is in. So they're see. not going to have the equality, everybody demands uh, dignity, I everybody's think, no, created I think, in the I, image I think of God. So. Well, I don't know if they're going to say to that, that extent, but I do think there's folks who say everybody needs dignity. And I'm going to be honest with y'all. And I, I'm kind of like you in that. I'm not just going with a political party just because I'm tied to that party. Yeah. I'm going to look at what's going on and yeah. what's happening. I'm going to vote my conscience. Yeah. yeah, 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 mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. But I would up. say, now let's be honest about this. If there were a conversation about people having dignity in the majority political parties that we have right now, Democrat, Republican, who's more likely to have that conversation? Man, I can give yeah, I, No, be, be 1,000. My Republican self can give them dignity because I got this money. <laughs> that's, that's what, that's that, that's I what would say. Saying. Watch this. This is what I would say. I would say, you may not like this. Um, and most probably will like this. I think if that if there is a conversation about everybody dignity, it's a democratic conversation. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. Because I agree with they that. yes. So yes. that's what I'm saying. So that to me is. But important. from what level though? Mm-hmm. But I I think there's a there are extremes, mm-hmm. right? Because then they get into conversations that we like. Come on, let's be reasonable. But when it comes to just being people as a person, I think that's more of a democratic conversation. I think on the Republican side, um, they're saying yeah. Mm-hmm. A lot of folks, and that was conjecture. I'm not. A, I'm not a Republican, by the way. Yeah, I was you just, have to bring just, it back. Yeah, because I don't want somebody coming. Hey, Steve, edit this part out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's my right, contrition, right? And is that is that is that fair? No, no, that's fair. But my my response would be from from what level? Because yeah, I would see the sympathetic uh, sympathetic side from from that party. Yes, from the Democratic Party. Yes. I, I agree with that from from that standpoint. But my my response would be from what level? Because I believe that there is one party. Mm-hmm. That wholly relies on the vote of one race. That, that, that wholly relies but on the vote. It's on, always been that way. I get that. Well, no, I, I, I would say. The, and the other party wholly re- relies on the vote of okay. white evangelicals, wholly re- relies on the vote of non-poor white people. And even, I would say, very strategic for white people. I would say that that party depends. I mean, it's all a numbers game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, the, yeah, Democrats, yeah, yeah, yeah. they're they going to say stuff that speaks to minority groups. Yeah, exactly. Right? To the people that they're, I don't want to say pandering because it's not a good word, but to the people that they're focusing on. But the question is, do you think they, re- they are really interested in the things that they say today? I believe that there are some grassroots people on the line, on the, on the front lines, that are genuinely concerned with the issues of the people that they represent. So on the but others. I believe the higher that you go in those offices. Yep. The more higher your office is on yep. the 50th floor, yep. you lose that compassion. Well, see, okay, great. You so, lose that. So we do it. We change our zip code. Yeah, you lose my, that. My, my, my. But okay, 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 okay. So that leads to the point you made earlier, a comment you made, a statement about abortion, right? Because I think the folks who champion that, they're not really interested in saving lives like that. They know they need that group for votes. Mm-hmm. So you say this group need black folks? This folks need folks who will use abortion as their only issue. And so they're going to say what they need to say 
to get that vote because watch in real time what do they actually do about it yeah yeah right so that happens on both sides and numbers that's haven't why, changed since that's why forever. so no I'm saying administration as that. a reasonable person if I believe and you may not believe this but if I believe that this group is talking abortion only around the time they need my vote but they really won't do anything about it if I believe that I don't become less Christian because I choose to ignore that strategy. Okay, but to your point, though, Scott, so you have those people in these particular offices that are not making conscientious decisions based on what I believe. They're saying I have people in my district that they're going to fight tooth and nail to make sure that a woman keeps their rights. Sure. So as opposed to trying to change this stuff, I can't change it because of my own personal beliefs. Right. I got people that I'm representing that says don't mess with that. I don't care who you are. Right. Don't mess with that. If you mess with that, you won't be in that next term. And term-term. thus right. my answer, can you maintain your Christian morals and values totally in office because well, you I don't think are, that you can. I, I know. I, 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 I think politics I said, is Satan's, I don't know. Satan's beast. Okay. I think politics <laughs> is Satan's beast. Yeah, but I, so I, 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 I think Satan can use a lot of things, including the political uh, platform. But I do think it's fair to say that a person can go into politics and stand on what they believe mm-hmm. and not. And lose votes because of what they believe, but still mm-hmm. have enough votes to make it to that make position. It. Does that make sense? That so makes sense. They can be, I'm, I'm, I'm standing right here. And a person can say, well, I don't agree with the fact that you are standing on your faith, but I like, I like your, your plan. I'm going to vote for you. In some space, that can happen. Mm-hmm. Do you, you get what I'm saying? Okay. It happened with, with uh, the guy in Georgia, Raphael Warnock. Right. And I don't think he would say, you may say, yeah. I, I question that. Him personally, I think he would say, I never compromised in my pro- in my." Uh, move to get into this public space, mm-hmm. and I believe everything I did before, and I'm gonna walk that out. Yeah, but he, but Warnock has said that he believes in late term abortions. Like he's, again, he, he, but he he said that. But again, I think he would say himself. Like so in he, order he to be a change. Democratic senator, you don't you think that in order to get into this particular club, whether that's Democrat and Republican, you got to believe a certain thing to get into one of these two groups. I don't know. I, I, I think, or to operate at a higher level, a high level in one of these two groups, you got to acquiesce to what we do over here and do how we do things. If you want to rise up in whatever these red, okay, if you want to rise up. There may be in many places a point where you have to compromise potentially, but I don't want to make a statement that discounts yeah. what can happen. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. Like somebody yeah. can b- really walk that thing out, mm-hmm. and a lot of people don't support it, but they still have enough support. Now, in full disclosure, Curb, I am I'm I'm jaded with the political process, I'm so I'm, I'm trying to no, get not really. positivity on either side. I'm, I'm I called this brother one time and I said, man, you know what? I'm getting ready to tap out. I can't take no more. Yeah, like I'm jaded with the whole political process as a whole because I don't think that they. Are Concerned on no level, Democrat and or Republican, those in high offices are affecting with what's going on on Battle Creek Drive. I think you. So I'm jaded in that in that area, and so I'm trying to find some positivity <laughs> in, in this argument to help me to get a more pessim- uh, optimistic view. Because when I look at the, and no matter where you're looking at, CNN is uh, Democrat, Fox News is Republican, and we don't know what in the world MSNBC is. But no matter where you look at, there's going to be a bent from whatever news source that you're looking at. So you yep. can't get truth in its rearest form unless you're having conversations like this and platforms like this because it's truth is relative now. So I would say, though, <laughs> I think people, so even going back to MSNBC and for the folks who watch that, they are <laughs> Democratic. They're clear. Um, but I would say, now let's, okay, but watch this. I would say, and this is not Lawrence's opinion, um, I think the facts would show that CNN, for example, is more balanced than Fox. Now, that ain't my Ooh. opinion. Now, if you pull the report, right, they're more, and when I mean more balanced, that means they're more c- centered in the middle. 
Yeah, like closer spots. to the center. Closer to the center. Yeah. They ain't the in the center. center. <laughs> Where is the center? But the center, I mean, there, and there that, that's why, no. so remember last time we talked, <laughs> remember last time we talked, I said, you know, if we be factual, the facts show that Fox and MS, MSNBC yeah. are more towards the extreme yeah. sides, mm-hmm. whereas CNN, for example, and, I, and this ain't no plug for CNN, <laughs> but the facts is what they are. So there's different levels to this. But back to your initial point, when you recognize that there may be something more important in the political space than them carrying out my values, you make the necessary adjustments. I depend on the church to stand on stuff that I recognize that the government won't. Mm -hmm. But if the government says, hey, I want to have policies that will allow people who are in poor spaces, because again, going back to our last conversation, I think the government historically, and I think, no, the government historically has helped put people in these spaces. If they're saying, hey, I want to do something to adjust it, even if it's not the right thing, but they have the right idea, I may listen to that, recognizing that a lot of what they do is against what I believe as a believer. Because mm-hmm. both parties don't do what I, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? And I mm-hmm. think that's where we are. But there's a there's this kind of energy that, you know, folks be like, oh, you ain't vote for the Republican, you ain't Christian. <laughs> yeah, not, not, but that's yeah, I mean, your like, point. There's one extreme to the other. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like, come on, man. Uh, what I believe about abortion and the sanctity of life is not determined by what the politi- yeah. politicians say. No. It's by scripture, baby. And I walked in here with yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so watch this. If I walk in here and you say, and you believe I'm a Christian, I'm telling you I'm safe. I'm, yeah. in, the, I'm in the scripture. Yeah. And if I vote for somebody other than that pro-life candidate, yeah. trust and believe there's a reason why. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Right, I didn't, I, oh, now you support, no, fam, I know how this works. And I don't follow that because I don't play the game with that. But now our politics, and, and you know, when we talk about this thing, politics and religion absolutely never, ever, ever, ever mix. So a lot of us have decided, and in America, a lot of us have decided that uh, the government is responsible for taking care of us. That's on both sides of the fence. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. Because the big business wants the government to take care of them, to give them Facts. give them regulations, mm-hmm. and give, uh, to mm-hmm. remove regulations. Remove regulations, deregulate. Yeah. yeah, and give them the, the way, to the, the pathway to making more money. The other side wants the government to come on in and take away the burden or responsibility of taking care of myself. Church and our responsibility for what we do, what we do here at Bethel's Family. We are on the ground making sure that we have people that have a need for just basic sustenance, mm-hmm. we take care of that. But people that have a need to educate themselves to move to a next level, we've kind of gotten away from that a little bit, but we're headed right back. And while we're under under my leadership here, we're going to talk to talk. We're going to move back into that so that we can give people an opportunity to rise up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And give opportunity to people that don't have yeah. any any food or basic needs. We're going to take care of both of those. So you're going to do that to make sure because the government is not responsible for that. We are responsible for that. No, that's facts. Church. Yeah. So that's one of the things that, that I would love to see us do together as the church, no matter what ethnicity the church is, and remove the politicians and the politics away from the, uh, us being so dependent on them. Yes, we do need them. But if we have, we've got more uh, traction, if we have some traction on the ground, then we can go ahead and say yesterday we worked with one of our congressmen. It wasn't because we needed that congressman to do the work. That congressman came in because of the relationship that we have. Yeah. And and but we're already doing the work. Yeah, you're already so doing it. That's easy. He can yeah. just come in. Yeah, I can just come in here and sign my name and then help get a little bit, few more resources. So it wasn't to, it wasn't dependence on. It was in conjunction with. And that's what I think we can do as a church. Not be so dependent on the government and as church people, we can not be dependent on, but be in conjunction with. Like I'm gonna take my stimulus check. Yeah. But I'm gonna take my stimulus check and do something with it. 
Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah it does. That's facts. That's facts. That's I, facts. I, but I think, and I like the earlier point you made about one side won't big business. Big business want the government. Mm-hmm. On this side, the people want the government. And I think, and I think the last point you made about working together is vital, mm-hmm. right? Because. At the end of the day, from a biblical perspective, um, the system of government is God ordained. Absolutely, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Right, and so we don't dismiss or work outside of the system. I think mm-hmm. um, that's part of God's expectation for us to be Christians within a system. Yeah, right. Um, and our contributions to society as believers is to cast votes because we do want our um, what we believe to influence culture. Now, again, the government is not the church, but we do want. Mm-hmm. Right, mm-hmm. we, we want to say so. We, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I think it's important to to recognize that the government is um, a part, not the only part, but a part mm-hmm. of the mm-hmm. solution to in conjunction with absolutely because they have a responsibility not just to protect the right, watch this, not just to protect us from foreign issues, yeah, but domestic, as but well. domestic, yeah, as but well. domestic as well, right? And if that means in in a domestic way that the government has to assist with some social stuff. Right. Some order stuff, you know, helping people groups who were um, limited or hindered by the government and protect them from those who might take advantage. I'm for that, too. So not just international, foreign, but domestic as well. And so the balance of this, because to, to both of your points, you know, Scott, when you're talking about, you know, whereas when I had this conversation with a, with a good friend of mine talking about the whole you know, uh, 1986, 1988 crack laws where, you know, if a man gets caught with five grams of crack, it's a 10-year automatic sentence. Crazy. person gets caught with an eight ball of cocaine, that's probation. Right. And here's what he said. Well, the guy with crack should have never did it. So I said, exactly. So now you're telling me that that's personal accountability. And so when I talk about personal accountability, there is a personal accountability, but there is also a part to where the government plays a role in what that person does. So where's the balance between, okay, this is where we're at, because it's black culture. Now, let's talk about black culture, because we can talk about every other culture. Let's talk about ourselves now. There are some things that we can do better in our communities. Mm -hmm. I believe that the pathway to close this chasm that exists between the have and the have-nots is Financial empowerment mm-hmm. and educational attainment. Mm-hmm. Those are the two quickest ways to give a person from A to B. Mm-hmm. Giving them some money in their pocket, giving them a better mind to operate at a higher level. Those are two things in which I'm passionate about, trying to get people to improve their finances, go back to school, learn you a trade, a skill, whatever it may be, so that you can begin to rise out of this thing. So what does that look like from a black perspective? What do we owe ourselves, and what can we be doing better as a people? So I think, can I add a piece before I answer? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's talk so, about it. So th- that pursuit, that pursuit of um, economic independence and whatever, uh, education, all that, um, doesn't exist totally outside of um, the experience and impact of exterior forces outside of that community. In other words, um, black um, economic uh, independence has always been an attempt historically, right? Uh, even we talked about Civil War Reconstruction. But there has always been this theme that the more that blacks get, it's taking away from what white ha- white whites have, right? That's been um, the energy historically. So when after Reconstruction, you got black politicians, you got black people buying land. They're like, nah, fam. If y'all advancing, we must be losing. We're going to mess mm-hmm. that up, right? And so throughout history, that has always been a move. I would say today, it's less of a thing, right? Um, nobody's walking into your business necessarily and knocking it down like they did in the past. But this pursuit um, is something that doesn't exist completely away from everything else. So yes, we as a people group 
can teach uh, financial independence. We can talk education. We can talk opportunities. But much, some of that pursuit still requires engagement outside of the community. Absolutely. And in those spaces, we still have to have a voice to say, okay, as you're pursuing this, recognize there may be uh, some potential hindrances, and this is how we work through it. But who carries the heavier burden? Who carries the heavier load? The the opportunity, the talk of the opportunity, or the outside forces that impose on that opportunity? See, I, I think that in order to, if there if there is a proverbial middle ground, then the only way is when both sides come together and meet at the middle. So as Scott was saying, there's exterior forces. Yes, you can have a business and you, we know that that's how we create some, some generational wealth. But where will you allow me to have my business? You can go to certain areas or certain, certain uh, strip centers. And if you're a startup, you can't afford to be there. And we know that if you don't have the money and we know who has the money, you have to go and ask for the money. And there's still those things that we talked about on the first show. There's still those obstacles that are are, that are in place that keeps me from getting my business here. So if my business does succeed, I still don't grow at the rate that I need to to create the intergenerational wealth that that will come with that. And even as he says, I I know you're going to answer your question, the voice of us pressing ourselves is the bigger right there is a if there's a proverbial middle ground I like what you said Lee mm. but I am uh, convinced that what we can do as a people right is bigger than with God yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Facts. it's yeah. bigger than the opposition that's against us we just can't act like that doesn't exist yeah 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 and, right. and I don't think that we should operate in the space and again you know as we got to qualify this thing again and again I don't think we need to operate or even talk about the space that it is not an outside force that is coming against whatever opportunities that we're trying to do sure. mm-hmm. I, I don't believe that but, I, but but again the data we're talking about data we're talking yes. about historical facts and things of that nature uh, black America has 50 times the spending power that it did in 1950. Mm-hmm. Everyone does, though. Marcus. Yeah, but specifically with black, and see Steve over there shaking his head. Mm-hmm. I understand everybody does. I'm talking about black folk. Yes, yes. Okay. I'm talking about black folk, Steve. Yeah. I ain't talking about white folk. He <laughs> picking on Steve. He ain't I'm talking about, I'm talking about black, black folks. Ain't talking about I'm talking about black folks. <laughs> right? I'm talking about black you, folks. Right? right? And so I'm saying that when we're looking at, okay, I can't put my business over here in River Oaks. Okay, I get that, man. You know, the price of per square footage is a whole lot more expensive in River Oaks. I get that. And I can't mm. afford that right now in my life. Okay, but I can put my, my business over here. And maybe I can't grow at a, you know, a, a 45% P&L every single year. Okay, but I'll take 15 right now. Mm. You know, wherever I'm, to use your language, I got to bloom wherever I'm what? Planet. I got to bloom wherever I'm planting. And so this this economic so opportunity. Turn words on me, see that? Because <laughs> <laughs> I put all these the, good words. There is economic <laughs> opportunity. Yes educational advancement that absolutely moves the needle But that's for what us. got us to where we are. I, I know I'm yeah. cutting you off, but that's what got us to where we are right now. So that means that the progress is happening. That's what I'm it's saying. It's taking place. Uh, yeah. I understand that. But to the to the other side or to, you know, to your point or not to your point, I should say that there's so many more people that don't have that exact same opportunity. Is it the responsibility to give everybody the same opportunity? Uh, you know what? Now that's a, that's a, now now you got me twisted because I don't. I know. think everybody. <laughs> so so, so I, I think, and I think it's important because when we have this conversation, the reason why Steve? I even had to go back. <laughs> Kill his mic. <laughs> that was too good of a question. Yeah. I, I gotta I, go somewhere. Eleven. I, I wanna. <laughs> 
<laughs> I have a, it's uh, curved, well, y'all. It's curved. It's, it's curved. Don't, I, don't worry about it. I do want to address that question, but I think it's important that we go back because sometimes when we have this conversation, it feels like we're saying to us as a people, let's start doing something. Let's start mm-hmm. financial. Let's start. We can do it better, but it's not a let's start conversation. We've always been on this. And historically, we haven't always had the opportunity to flourish. Do you think that if black folks back in the day had a chance to own their land and f- do their business, we would be having this conversation the same way? No. There's always been this attempt to limit black progression. Always. Does it look the same today? No. But this conversation, to Lee's point, is how we got here. That's what I said earlier. It's not like we've just been sitting here and things have been changing for us. It's yeah. been this. Like, yeah. where I live in and the community I live in, in the suburbs, a lot of black folks in my community, mm-hmm. right? A lot of business owners. The church that I pastor, a lot of bi- folks who own businesses who are executives at the workplace. Stuff is happening. Did, yeah, y'all, yeah, yeah. did y'all lose lights? At the church? No. At, well, yeah, at, at the home, church. It's probably at you. home, we, we lost lights. Right? <laughs> For how long? About three days. Oh, oh, oh really? Yeah, yeah. Okay, because my nephew. He, he's squirreling, y'all. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he gets completely squirreled. Yeah, yeah, he took us off. He just completely squirreled. <laughs> yeah, he's got some. Wait, 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 wait. Go ahead, but, but, and your question was, man, give me a question. <laughs> I forgot because he squirreled. He squirreled. Um, <laughs> uh, it was about do everybody need access, I think. Yeah, uh, does everybody yeah. Deserve to demand the same the opportunity. Same opportunity. Um, it's, it's a full question. What do you mean? Can you open it up? So, we talked about it two weeks ago. Yeah. Two people, let me use my space. Uh, I did have another, me, same, I'm going to text the folks, tell them to be late. Same, same upbringing, same environment, exact same environment, almost to the T, two different outcomes. Same opportunity presented, same choices presented, two different outcomes. One took on one road to... By God's grace, mm-hmm. the other one chose not to. Mm-hmm. Okay? What is that more about? Is that more about a system, outside forces pressing the opportunity? Or is that more of a personal decision to do something better? If, if, oh, okay, so every people group, there will be people who do that. Mm-hmm. Black, white, Hispanic, whatever. Mm-hmm. Yes. I think the idea is, though, because of historical situations and even current current situations, in a black situation, when you choose not to pursue, if it looks different in a space where you've had a chance, even if you as an individual don't pursue what you need to pursue, as a personal decision, chances are there's still an amount of wealth that's available to you or opportunity that's available to you historically and presently if you choose not to pursue. And instead, in a black context, what you're talking about, if that black dude chooses not to pursue, there's a good chance, not in every case, there's a good chance that his fall off is harder because of the situation that he's placed in, if that makes sense. That makes sense. Okay, but to your point, though, Scott, we talked personal. about two weeks ago, we know who the majority of people on welfare are. Yes. We know what that color looks like. It's not us. What are we talking right. about welfare? Yeah, we're talking about welfare. We're talking yes. about all the government assistance. We know right. what the majority of those people look like. Right. You know, that's when you're going down 45 North and you make a right on Woodlands Parkway, not a left. <laughs> my, my, my. They look like the people on the right, right. of 45, not like the people on the left. Yes. Yeah. So when we're talking about those who have, a, you know, if they fall, they're going to hit a cushion. You know, that's a segmented group. Yes. The majority of those same white folks that get out there and fall on their face, they're not going to hit no cushion. They're going to hit the concrete just like white, uh, just like black folks. Well, except they're going to hit some white concrete. And being white has an advantage. 
And that's the difference. So black. But see, that's what I think white folks, not discriminate, but white folks don't, rich white folks don't like poor white folks. But they still white, though. See, it's funny. Politicians need them for their votes. That's that's why they they keep us separated. But go ahead. But the idea is, and I'm talking, again, this is not even my my opinion. The, uh, The facts would show that if poor white, poor black apply for a similar job, assuming that black got the, a black name, whatever that means, he's less likely to get the job. That Now, that's not Lawrence. That's just facts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I right? Get that. So there's still a thing, though, of distrust with certain people groups. But I don't want to say all that as an excuse. I want to I want to point out that whatever we talk about within our group yeah. exists in every group, but the fall off looks different. Back to your original thing. The dude who was in the hood with the other dude, and this guy said, I'm going to take advantage of what's been available to me and flourished. And this one did not. It's a personal responsibility thing. Mm-hmm. And that dude has to own that he did not manage well, steward well, take advantage of things that were available to him. And we recognize that his fall off may look a little different than other folks. So that's bringing in those two extremes. Bringing those mm-hmm. two together. And, 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 and just because we make, we can't always assume it as well that we make the right decisions that we're going to have the right outcome or the same outcome. Because remember we talked about before, we have to redefine what success looks yeah, like. Yeah, right. that's right. So yeah. now after we've redefined what success looks like and we face these obstacles and kind of press and move through, I think that both dudes can do well. <laughs> Absolutely. Both dudes can do mm-hmm. well. But we also have to not press the false narrative that if you make if you do this 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 and you connect all those dots that this is the outcome. Yeah, absolutely. Because that may absolutely. not be the outcome. Sure, That's right. That's because right. there are some things that may may hinder you. I mean, there are also just some things that that, that people that aren't saved they call fate and that <clears throat> what we call sovereignty. Mm. You know, God has has ordained us to be in a certain space for a certain reason, and I thank God that He He has me in this space for this reason. So as we, we look at that, we can't we have to make sure that we don't give people this false hope. No, and, and lead to your point now, this is the Christian thing amongst pastors. Yeah. Deuteronomy twenty nine and twenty nine, the secret, secret things, things belong to God, right? Mm-hmm. Some people are able to recover from mistakes for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. Like we just buried a young man last year, 21 years old, was number 43 on the NFL's list in 2024, mm-hmm. went out and made a stupid decision, got killed that night. Mm-hmm. Whole life was ahead of him. He made a mistake for whatever reason he wasn't able to rebound it from. I made that same mistake that he did. Mm. I did the same thing that that brother did years ago, but I recovered from it. I don't know how God does that. Mm -hmm. Like that's that's beyond my pay grade. So to your point, that that's God being in control. But also to the side of saying, yeah, there are some forces that press into us. But man, isn't that just life? Like, yeah. like, like, isn't yeah. it just yeah. kind of mm-hmm. like, man, life's kind of life's gonna slap the hell out of you at one point in time. I've been saying hell for a lot. Mm-hmm. Man, you you you, you dropped some hells last week. <laughs> yeah, man, yeah. get in there. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry about get that. Get in there. Get in that word. It's just it's, you got to filter. You got to filter. But as Scott was saying, that when you you fall in America, if you look one way, isn't as hard. And to be fair, of a guy, generally speaking. If a man falls and a woman falls, yeah. her fall may be harder than his mm-hmm. in yeah. this country. Mm-hmm. So I'm not just making this a race thing, but we can't ignore that. Yeah, 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 men yeah. have an opportunity to ex- excel in ways that women don't, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, white people have a uh, way to excel in this country in a way that other non-white people don't. It, mm-hmm. it just is what it is. Mm-hmm. And none of this is an excuse for being trifling. Yeah. Let's let's say this. We know some black folks that's just trifling, (laughs) (laughs) trying to blame other. Nah, nah, fam, trifling. Yeah, right. So none of this is to excuse that. 
but we just have to be honest with what we're dealing yeah. with. You know, as a as a as a man, I know that if me and my wife need to get at the same situation, chances are I'm gonna get at it. I, I'm gonna have a better opportunity than she will mm-hmm. because I'm a man. Mm-hmm. People are gonna trust me in a way that they won't trust her. Yeah. Right. Yeah, that's right. Because I'm a man, and yeah. I know. And to act like that's not true is being dishonest. Yeah, that's true. The same is true when it comes to race. Yeah, man, it took a hundred. Do y'all know it took a hundred years of fighting for women to get the vote? Yeah, man, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm t- look, yeah. y'all, a hundred years. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's amazing yeah. to right. me. Yeah, yeah. That's amazing yeah. to me, man, and, and that just uh, speaks to the resilience and the the strength and the persistence, man. Of women, we you know we talk about and right. as you brought that up, we talk about this issue with race and we talk about the disparity in, in, in all the things that are race. But there are a lot of disparities, man, in all things that are gender as well. Mm-hmm. That's why to be consistent, if you're going to be adamant about justice racially, yeah. you need to be adamant yeah. about justice in other places yeah, too. That's, right. that's, that's right. how you know yeah. it's that's, that's, that's the difference yeah. between yeah. being political yeah. and being sincere yeah. as a yeah. Good word. Yes. 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 You're yeah. You need to expound right. on that, man, yeah. because that's that, that's a great point, man. And being balanced, uh, being consistent in all areas, man. Even with the abortion conversation, yeah. If you yeah. go fight for black life, don't don't act different when it comes to life in the womb. Yeah, you got to fight for that life too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got to yeah, fight yeah. for women too. You yeah, got to fight. Yeah. So you just that's the difference between being man, poli- that's political why I love and being curve, real, bro. Yeah. That's why I love yeah. curve. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So and we get caught in that space, man. And, and like literally, if you sit down with a, a group of guys, and we can, we're all in the room, all ethnicities. Like we just kind of sweeping under that rug, you know. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, that's my wife. She mm-hmm. she cooks good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. <laughs> you know what I mean. Yeah. But no, that's my wife. She's smart. That's mm-hmm. my wife. She's supportive. That's my. You know. And we, they got it rough. Well, it, by the way, and this is a whole nother. Yeah, we got to end this. This part uh, four hundred and twenty-two. <laughs> the the fact when we talk about women and how culturally we're trying to erase. You know, when you when you talk transgender and you talk about okay, yeah. now you're a woman because you know, and and watch this. I won't dismiss a person's uh, thinking through or understanding themselves. Whatever that process looked like, based on their history and experience, we need to look at that. But as we look at that, we have to remain biblical, and we have to value women and women who were born biologically women and what God has called and put in them, and not try to um, erase them. Because we allow another group. Well, the church plays a pretty significant role in that, though. And and, and those, uh, I don't want to call them restrictions, but in that narrative of, you know, keeping a woman in her place and that a woman can do a certain thing and not allowing her to do other things. I, th- I think you're right. I think historically the church has mismanaged um, how to honor um, gender roles. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because we've created a narrative that if if a person doesn't do this role, then they are less than. Yeah, exactly. Like, instead of yeah. just honoring how God has brought yeah, us together to be compatible. Yeah, yeah, man. Yeah, this got to yeah. be a good segue. Yeah, this, but this is a whole other conversation. Well, it is, yeah, this is a whole other yeah. conversation. And uh, I don't know if Steve can edit this part out, but I got, I got <laughs> edit out after I got into. The, I just went off. Yeah, yeah, no, no, but that's, but we opened up the women thing, and that's, that's a whole other yeah, thing. That is that's a whole other thing. That's a whole other. But thing. it's it's all part of this, you know, talking about injustice, talking about the church's responsibility, talking yep. about what it's like to maintain your character as a Christian. Yes, because you can't just say that you know because I'm black that this is what I'm talking about, man. It's so 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 much bigger than that. It is, I, so but I, I, but I think the biggest issue when it comes to the race thing is that we just have a difficulty really owning that. Every time I have a race conversation, mm-hmm. I usually wait till I'm about fifteen minutes in, mm-hmm. and then I hit them with the women thing, yeah. and it and it changes everything. <laughs> yes, because you can't argue that. Can't. Can't. You cannot you can't, argue you that. You can't turn on the fire hydrant, y'all. You got to start. You got to start. Yeah. You got to start with a small drip. But it gives you perspective mm-hmm. when you move the conversation from race to gender. Mm-hmm. 
And and you see how strategically he did it because look at the, the temperature in the room change. <laughs> well, but it's right? important though. Yeah, right? it's no, important, it really though. is. But the temperature changed yeah, because it forces us to look at where we messed up. Right. As men. As men, and it makes us accountable. Because <laughs> yes. if any man at this table says anything about women having the same opportunity as men, we're simply being dishonest. Yeah, you're yeah. being dishonest. You're lying. Yeah. You're just that's lying. A, that's yeah, a cute yeah. way of saying yeah, you're lying. You're yeah. lying. Right. Yeah, that ain't being curved. Right. That ain't keeping it real. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. That's facts. And that and that that goes past race because. Men are white, mm-hmm. men are black, and we have to deal with that collectively. Yes. And then I ask the question, are we um, those who support equality for women, too? Supporting all equality. Well, yes, man, they, you know, the church is in a very uh, vicarious position, man, because we, I mean, when you look at the role of the church and what we've been called to do, I don't know if we're doing so well in a whole lot of different areas now. Mm-hmm. Now that you begin to start opening that thing up, I mean, we know that slavery would have never been as prominent as it was in America had not the pastors and churches put their stamp of approval on it. You Facts. know, when pastors got up there and started twisting scriptures to their own benefit to justify slavery in the U.S. So the church played a very pivotal role in the advancement of slavery. I Absolutely. mean, everybody knows that. But how do we get to the place to where as spiritual guys, you know, does my spirit influence, uh, influence my policy? Does it influence my decision making over here? Like, what does that do? What does that look like? Because it seems to be in a very, you know, um, um, kind of a, a tricky situation to balance the faith mm-hmm. that is all dear to all of us and then integrating that faith into society where that faith is not necessarily warranted or warranted. I think you, so I would say this, this is how you do it. You be consistent. And what I mean yeah. by that is no matter what your political party is doing, if they are doing something contrary to what I believe as a believer, I have to say that. Yeah, yeah. Let me stop facts. Let me mm-hmm. stop apologizing or making excuses for something that is apparently against what I believe is. Yes. Right. I need yes. to be, I need to say that I'm a Christian first. Preaching first, good and now. I'm, preaching. I'm going to I'm going to go with this party, <laughs> and at the same time, I'm gonna call them out. For example, yeah. I voted Democratic uh, for the Democratic president right now. Yes, fam. That's not going to stop me from calling out no mess. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah, not going to yeah. stop me from calling out this mess yeah. that I just mentioned with this transgender stuff. Yeah. I want to deal with that person and what they believe. about about themselves and walk with them because I, I think that's a real thing. This, yeah. But at the same time, I'm not going to compromise with the scripture. Yeah, yeah, see what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah, so yeah, I can yeah, say yeah. I'm with your policy. I like the fact that you have diverse people but in see, the places. Why is that not the conversation? Those we, guys, that's what I'm saying. We hand over our identity to yes. political parties. Yes, exactly. Keep your identity. So yes. we've made politics our God. Our God. We've made race yes. our God. So yes. why can't we have that kind of... Bring them in from both sides, brother. Listen. So <laughs> the, the same thing that happened to you with your brothers on that board. We lose social capital. Social capital is more important than any other capital because it affects affects all the rest of our capital when you take that stand in the middle or stand for what you believe in you become a lightning rod and no one likes that no one likes that but if you if you can that's what would helps you to go to sleep at night yeah and it also would, would would helps god to be to come along and help you to move the needle from the ground and from your position yep that's why we, we people don't want to have that conversation people don't want to have that conversation I'm, let me just curb because they're cowards yeah well but it's, it's a hard <laughs> it's hard to it's hard to be consistent it's hard to be consistent can i come back i'm yeah. sorry i called people cowards no no that's facts okay, it's because it's listen look watch this when i'm consistent that's when I'm vocal about stuff. So even, yes, and again, I want to. I, I opened it, and I wish I wouldn't have opened it, but I did. So I want to clear it up with that transgender thing, mm-hmm. right? I believe that everybody is made in the image of God. Mm-hmm. I believe people, based on their experience, really may think something about themselves. But I also believe that through the power of the Holy Spirit, that this person can be made aware of what the Bible says about them, what God has created them to be, and recognize they may struggle through some stuff for their life. Like there are people who have same-sex attraction who recognize that God. 
what God has designed relationships to look like, and they struggle with same sex attraction okay, their entire but, life. So we got to walk with somebody during those particular times, yes. and I think we all need to do that. But you don't put forth policies. That says this expect, person. No, I agree. So I expect though that the government is going to do that. I don't you get, should. I don't get excited. Yeah, but that's what we got to push back. But that's at, right. Okay. We can walk with you. Yes. Man, you got some gender dysphoria issues. Yes. You got some stuff going on in your yes. mind. Let's walk through that. Right. Let's walk through that. I'm right. not here to beat you over the head or do nothing like that. That's right. Right. I get that. But you're not going to put a law in place that says this guy who is clearly a guy. Right. Can go into my daughter's locker room. But when they do, when the law does go in place. We as the church, as Christians, ought not be surprised that that is something that politicians but do. But isn't that now putting my daughter in direct harm? But I, as a father and as a pastor and as a believer, have to press against it. So watch this. I can vote for that party because, to be honest, if the broader move of that party— For example, how many times have you dealt with somebody walking, a man walking into a girl's restroom under these policies? Well, let me tell you. No, 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 but how many times? 2018. Okay. I, I was getting ready to name the high school. I'm not going to name it. I went to go pick up my daughter because she had a dentist appointment. Yes. That day, it was gender swap day. That right. day, at right. the school, yes. it was gender swap day. Right. So what did you do that as a ah, parent? Well, you took it out of my mouth. When you, you knew that it was, it was gender swap day. Before no, I did went, not. Oh, okay. I no, I did not. As God is my witness, if I'm lying, I'm dying. When I got to that school, right. women <laughs> were dressed like men and men were dressed like women. Well, we know From that. the faculty all the way down. Do you expect when I went to go pick up my daughter from school, as God is my witness, I did not know that. I did not get an email from that. No school board gave me, and I was getting ready to say his name, the superintendent. He never Twittered me. Did you raise saying afterwards? What was that going to do? Make no, sure but, it don't happen but, in 2019. But see, let's go back to this conversation. Tell me what, tell me what that was going to do. Make sure it don't happen in 2019. But no, but see, but again, we can't say personal responsibility just when it comes to uh, economic prosperity and not when it comes to what we do to protect our house. So there, there will be stuff that we will be against. We have a personal responsibility as believers to fight against it. That's it. Now, you can say, hey, I want to influence change in the school. Absolutely. Okay, now you're getting back into the political place. Mm-hmm. Let's, let's influence policy so that that stuff don't happen. But I don't I don't lose my – well, I do lose myself sometimes. But I, I, I try to make sure that I balance, you know, the expectation of public spaces. I expect public spaces to make adjustments with this culture. I'm against it in a lot no, of ways. No, and I get that, Scott. And I don't think that I'm, I'm – you know, I'm a blind guy and thinking that this stuff don't – Influence and that will come into certain things. But after that particular issue, lead to your point, what did I do? I have him on, on my Twitter feed, which is how they communicate messages to the masses, personal messaging him. Then, then there was a school board meeting two months after that. Three parents in that meeting brought up that day when we were in there. And here's what they said that was made at a school board level. No. Nah. Right? Jesus. So when I got to the school to pick up my daughter, mm-hmm. my 15 year old daughter, Men are dressed walking around the school, a public school, not a private school, a public school wearing dresses and high heels. The principal, the principal was even in gender swap. Now, what is my role in regards to men? Yes, I'm offended. And matter of fact, come on, Curb, I was pissed off. I was pissed off. I had to get talked off the ledge for about an hour. Praise God for my wife. But in those particular spaces, now what you believe are affecting what I do. That's directly coming into my house by a policy decision that was made outside of me. Mm-hmm. And, and, but isn't that what the world does? Yes. I get, yeah. Right, so, and so maybe that's my jadedness. <laughs> but no, and I'm with you. You, you, you. But that's being consistent. I'm going to fight against that, right? Because, you know, 
if I believe something about gender, if I believe something about uh, how men and women ought to operate, I'm gonna press against those things, and that's why we that's where we remain consistent, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and continue to push the things that we believe are right. And so that's what you do in that situation. And like with the school board and that meeting, you influence policy, but maintaining what you believe as a believer and how that can influence culture. That's a good but word. No, that's, that's, yeah, now, I, I do have that. to uh, say this, that I know this is how, how Curb always ends up. You know, we have a great conversation. We have to just end it abruptly. <laughs> this is this is your show, so you end it as you see fit. Oh, we we but, about 40 minutes over. <laughs> but I, I have a meeting. I have a, a meeting with some donors. Yeah, we're going to get out of here. Listen, <laughs> uh, let me just say this, man. I believe this side of discourse is supposed to work, man. Yes, Bringing people, um, man, opening up your ear, hearing, listening, moving the needle. Man, I, I, I at one point in time uh, thought about a role in politics, but I share Pastor Lee's viewpoint that I know, not that I think, but I know um, that I would have to compromise on major issues that I believe. Only for the second term, though. <laughs> no. For the first term, you good. <laughs> you don't bring it up. <laughs> yeah, just don't bring it up. Huh? Uh, but, fellas, uh, as I said last on the last uh, episode, man, you guys are some awesome guys. Uh, these guys right here are pushing the needle, man. These guys are doing some phenomenal, phenomenal, phenomenal work. I'm going to give you your roses while you live, brother. You guys are doing your thing. I greatly respect you. Um, greatly respect you. First of all, man, on you being great husbands and fathers, mm. uh, you know that's my that's my vice. That's 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 yeah. my mountain that I'm a die on. Uh, you know, taking care of your family, man, taking care of your kids, and you do you guys do that awesomely, man. So I want to thank you guys for taking the time to come on out here to Studio B. I know your schedules are busy. We got to go out there and try to make a little bit of money, try to mm. get some put some food on the table. Um, but for all of those who are watching, man, thank you for your support. Listen, we're almost over three thousand subscribers, so I need about hundred and fifty of y'all to go ahead and push that button and subscribe to uh, Studio B on YouTube and all of our other channels, man. Thank you. We appreciate your fellowship, man. God bless you, and we'll see you next week.